Morning prayer starts on page four. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, Prove me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 85 is on page 446. Lord, thou art become gracious unto thy land. Thou hast turned away the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the offense of thy people, and covered all their sins. Thou hast taken away all thy displeasure, and turned thyself from thy wrathful indignation. Turn us then, O God our Savior, and let thine anger cease from us. Wilt thou be displeased at us forever, and wilt thou stretch out thy wrath from one generation to another? Wilt thou not turn again, and quicken us, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hearken what the Lord God will say, for he shall speak peace unto his people, and to his saints that they turn not again unto foolishness. For his salvation is nigh them that fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall flourish out of the earth, and righteousness have looked down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall show loving kindness, and our land shall give her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall direct his going in the way. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 41st chapter of the book of Genesis. Then it came to pass, at the end of two full years, that Pharaoh had a dream, and behold, he stood by the river. Now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. 
And Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them for Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon. And he shaved, changed his clothing, and came to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream to interpret it. So Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Behold, in my dream, I stood on the bank of the river. Suddenly seven cows came up out of the river, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the meadow. Then, behold, seven other cows came up after them, poor and very ugly and gaunt, such ugliness as I have never seen in all the land of Egypt. And the gaunt and ugly cows ate up the first seven, the fat cows. When they had eaten them up, no one would have known that they had eaten them, for they were just as ugly as at the beginning. So I woke. Also I saw in my dream, and suddenly seven heads came out of up on one stalk, full and good. Then, behold, seven heads, withered, thin, and blighted by the east wind, sprang up after them. And the thin heads devoured the seven good heads. So I told this to the magicians, but there was no one who could explain it to me. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads are seven years. The dreams are one. And the seven thin and ugly cows which came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty heads blighted by the east wind are seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what is he is about to do. Indeed, seven years of great plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt, but after them seven years of famine will arise, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following, for it will be very severe. And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice, because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man, and set him over the land of Egypt, let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land, collect one-fifth of the produce of the land in the seven plentiful years, and let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming, and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be as a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh, and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom, in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning as wise and as wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, 
praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 23rd verse of the 10th chapter of the first Epithians, uh, I mean the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. And all things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market, asking no questions for conscience' sake. For the earth is the Lord's, and all its fullness. If any of those who do not believe invite you to dinner, and you desire to go, eat whatever is set before you, asking no questions for conscience' sake. But if someone, if anyone says to you, this was offered to idols, do not eat it for the sake of the one who told you, and for conscience' sake, for the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. Conscience, I say, not your own, but that of the other. For why is my liberty judged by another man's conscience? But if I partake with thanks, why am I evil spoken of? For the food of which I give thanks. Therefore, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all in the glory of God. Give no offense either to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking mine own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants, and stretch forth thy right hand of thy majesty to be our defense against all our enemies, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sin of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. I want to continue to look at this Joseph story from the standpoint of the spiritual life and, and if we see Joseph's progress into the leader of Egypt as a, as a framework of personal growth from the spoiled little child wearing the, you know, the colored coat to, to someone who's now ha has uh, the wisdom to, to advise Pharaoh. We can see a, a few things. Um, uh, before I touch on that, it's kind of interesting to look at the story that Pharaoh here is revealed as someone who is um, searching for wisdom from God. He obviously, you know, Egypt had idols and all those kinds of things, but um, he's he's looking, for, he, he accepts the idea that there's revelation that comes in some way. And when Joseph gives it, he receives it. He's willing to adjust his behavior. 
and accept the fact that there's going to be um, seven years of, of plenty and seven years of famine, that, that things aren't going to be exactly um, as, he, as he would want them to be. He's open to the revelation, which has a kind of model for us. Sometimes we can see things in our lives that are a certain way, but we don't want to accept this. We just say, I'm not going to deal with that, I'm going to move on my own way. So there is a kind of virtue that Pharaoh shows here in his openness to, to hearing uh, the word from God. Um, but Joseph, um, we see this providential order in this life. Let's just chronologically, he's now a grown man in Egypt. So we're probably talking about a couple of decades um, from the time he was you know, somewhere in that range of time, from the time he was um, sold as a slave by his brothers as a young lad, a training shepherd into um, someone now who's a grown man, and he's grown up as a slave. He's grown up having been sold, having been raised in in the prison, and he has um, mostly experienced frustration. The um, you know being you know favored by uh, you know Potiphar's wife, and then accused, and then. And then um, showing the ability to interpret dreams and being forgotten about. It's been a couple of years since he interpreted the dreams for the uh, the, the the baker and the butler. And so, and in this time, he's been formed. We 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 have noticed in 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 uh, the story that Joseph has has remained faithful. He didn't uh, try to make expedient uh, responses. He didn't give in to the advances of Potiphar's wife. He didn't, he wasn't, he doesn't show the kind of bitterness, but he allows himself to be formed. And this is an indication for us in the Christian life. A lot of times we're stuck in places where we're forced into places we don't want to be. We're asked to endure in those spaces for extended seasons of time. And if we use the Joseph story as a model, God is meaning to form us. And the question for us is, do we use those times as opportunities to grow, to to be patient, to say to to see it as testing. Notice that just as every leader in the Bible, everyone God chooses in the Bible goes to an extended season of testing, so Joseph is tested here. And his exaltation here is due in large measure to the fact that he's not um, capitulated under the testing. He is held on to his his trust in God, who now, after a long time, is beginning to, to, to raise him up and exalt him. And so that's a lesson for the spiritual life the, of patient endurance. And we often get impatient. We, we, we think, you know, God wants this for us and we're waiting and, you know, okay, two months pass and then we're, we're going to go and, and arrange it on our own. And we've noticed in the, in the patriarchal narratives when people arrange it on their own, whether it be Abraham and Sarah or um, uh, Rebecca and Jacob, it, it, it causes a lot of trouble. So the idea of patient endurance in the promise until God shows up and, and we see the reward of, of, of God's faithfulness and our trusting in it over time. I think of the verse from Isaiah, uh, uh, the Lord uh, waits to be gracious and therefore wait uh, on the Lord. And this connects, I think, to our New Testament lesson on the level that the essential thing that that St. Paul is saying in this idol uh, uh, food food offered to idols is that the highest 
concern of our behavior should be the kingdom of God. What is best for the kingdom? And, you know, you want to eat meat and you feel good about it, but you're in a situation where somebody might be offended by something you do, then work for the greater good of the kingdom. Be willing to forego your ideal, you know, situation or the fulfillment of your appetite for the sake of someone who is who is present with you. So the highest highest uh, goal is the ideal of the kingdom. And that's really what faithfulness looks like in all areas of our life. What is what is you know, what is the will of God? What does the kingdom look like in this situation? And being willing to examine our lives, a good question for Lent, are there situations in our lives when our own appetites, our own impatience, our own need for something right now causes us to act hastily or offend somebody? And so to learn to wait and, and to uh, orient our lives around the concerns of the kingdom and, and that knowing that God sees that and that God reward the person who acts in love towards the weaker brethren, who, who has greater concern, who fights the kingdom battle and not merely my own battle, which is the big temptation of the Christian life is to take my own uh, battle that comes out of my own wounds and vest it in the language of the kingdom and then fight as though I was fighting for the kingdom when I'm really just fighting for what I want. So Lent is a time to focus on, are we fighting the battle of the kingdom? Are we waiting on God? who will, in his good time, exalt us as he recognized and exalted Joseph. So a few thoughts on today's lessons. Prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving help unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, 
but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you today. Have a great Thursday. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Love you. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.